Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pre-Med Perspectives. I'm Lassia, and um, Vigi's here also today, and we're joined by a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Isha Garg. Funny, because we all know that Isha Garg is um, also a member of our podcast. But either way, she completed her undergraduate studies at Johns Hopkins University. She went to Kansas City University of Medical or medicine and bioscience, mouthful, I'm sorry, and went to their DO school there. And she's now a third year resident at Kansas University. And we are really interested in talking to her today about talking about the field of psychiatry. I know we're going through a mental health crisis right now and mental health is so, so important. So hello, Dr. Garg, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. And I absolutely agree that I think especially now mental health is definitely like even more important than ever before. And just to touch on it, we're not only going to talk about her psych journey per se, but I'm really excited to talk about her passions outside of medicine, which I'm sure add to the fact that helps her be a little bit more mentally stable in the workplace. (laughs) So to get us started, tell us a little bit about why you picked the field of psychiatry. Yeah, so in college, I I was a pre-med. I think, like, not to be cliche, but like a lot of, I think, brown people, I, you know, my parents were like, oh, you should be in medicine. And they were very smart. They never told me what to do, but they just said, until you figure it out, why don't you be a pre-med? And then, so I was a biology major and a psychology minor. Um, but then I fell in love with my psychology classes and ended up switching to psychology major. Um, and then I actually took a gap year after college and did a internship in London at like a substance use clinic. Um, and was just kind of figuring out like what I wanted to do. And I fell in love with my psych courses and I really liked my internship. And so I was actually debating either getting a PhD in psychology or doing psychiatry. Um, but I talked to psychiatrists and psychologists and all the psychologists I talked to, like, obviously everyone has their own field, but they just felt like limited because they weren't able to prescribe and things like that and the site and I was already a pre-med and the psychiatrist I talked to just felt like they said it was a great work-life balance and they just felt really fulfilled with their work so that's kind of how I came to psychiatry and I actually was someone who in med school knew from the get-go that I wanted to do psychiatry and all through med school like that's what I I loved my psych classes the most and then in my rotations like I hands down liked psychiatry the most and ended up doing a lot of electives in it. That's really cool that you kind of knew, you know, earlier that, you know, this is something that you were really interested in and passionate about. And that internship experience sounds really cool to be able to go to London and, you know, work in a clinic or like, you know, center like that. Um, Could you kind of talk about that a little bit more? Because I know um, that's pretty unique. So I'd like to, you know, kind of hear more about your experience with that. Yeah, um, I honestly think taking a gap year for me personally, was a really good decision. And a lot of people who I've talked to who did it are glad they did because it gives you a new perspective. And I was able to work before going to med school and kind of just see what it's like in a clinic. And uh, also I never studied abroad in college, which I kind of regretted. So I really wanted to do something in another country and it gave me some work experience and I loved it and also made me, I think, appreciate school more once I was uh, in med school because I think when you go straight to med school from college you just feel a little burnt out and all you're doing is studying but I think once you've been in the real world 
you kind of miss being in school too. I think everything has its ups and downs. So I think um, it was really good perspective. And I lived like down the street from King's Cross Station. I would take the subway to work every day or they call it the tube. And um, yeah, it was a great experience. Like I, you know, I just learned a lot and there were all kinds of people at the clinic. There were psychiatrists, psychologists, there were nurses and things. So I got kind of the full realm of experience, which was really great. That's awesome that you were able to take a year off recharge and gain a lot of insight on psychiatry as a field as you've talked about something you know and you've been passionate about from the get-go tell us a little bit about how you were able to explore psychology psychiatry in your undergraduate experience and in medical school outside of the classroom setting yeah so in college we had actually this program where you could talk to uh, it was like a volunteer thing where you could basically give free therapy to other college students and it was completely confidential. Um, I think it was called Chat and Chew. And so that was something I uh, was a part of and I really enjoyed that. And I also, we touched on it before, I do like love dancing and I actually started my own like Bollywood dance team in college. I know this isn't really related to the question, but um, I guess outside of studies. Yeah. So uh, that was also a really great experience. I think I've just realized I like kind of just you know, being social and giving people an outlet. I think that's where it all kind of comes down to is having an outlet outside of school. And I think that's so important for mental health. And I think especially with, you know, not to be cliche, but especially with brown people, I think it's just like, we get told like, no, you have to study, study, study. And I think it's so important to make sure you also have that life, you know, outside of school. Um, And then in med school, uh, you know, there was we had this like competition every year on uh, everyone. If you wanted to, you could submit a video and the best one would win. And we made this like comedy skit with our med student friends. It was like a parody of Anaconda, but it was like with med school lyrics. And so I've always been someone who like, I'm passionate and I want to work hard, but I think it's, I think what's gotten me through is having those passions outside of school also. Absolutely. And I think you just created a perfect segue to your next discussion about your passions outside of medicine. So I know your Instagram, remind our audience of what your Instagram is. Yeah, so it's each dance therapy. It's E-S-H period dance therapy. All right. over. Um, yeah, tell us so, about that. Yeah, so I like grew up taking dance lessons. I've always liked it. And then I was on my high school dance team and growing up, I took like jazz, ballet, hip hop, but I never really did any Indian dancing. And then Um, It wasn't until I went to college that I got more into Bollywood dancing and did like Bollywood and Bhangra fusion and really loved it. Um, So dance has always been a part of my life. And then I think med school was actually the first time I stopped dancing. And I just realized how miserable I was without that in my life. I realized how important it was to me. And I realized it is such a good outlet, like in terms of stress relief and things like that. So my fourth year of med school, I started this Instagram And it was honestly generally just for fun and like an outlet for me to express myself. And I didn't care if anyone saw it or not, but it was just for myself because I missed choreographing and dancing. And I think it's great that one of the upsides to social media is now we have an outlet and to express yourself. And I think actually to touch on social media where it can get unhealthy is if we think too much about, oh, how many likes we get or how many views or how many followers, like that can lead to people, you know, if you take it too seriously, that can cause its own issues so I think my perspective on it is simply it's my outlet it makes me happy and I think especially nowadays with COVID and you know because I used to also I found like a dance class uh, in Kansas City 
for adults that I would go to once or twice a week um, and drop in, but that all ended after COVID. So that was actually, then I was so glad I had my Instagram as an outlet because I can do that anywhere. And, you know, I think, again, it's just so important to whatever you're passionate about to make sure you have some kind of outlet outside of school, um, you know, to express yourself if you can. I'm so glad that, you know, you were able to, you know, kind of find something that, you know, really gave you, you know, joy outside what you do for work. And personally, like, I kind of relate a lot to the fact with the dance, because actually last year, I was on a Ross Garba team at Michigan State. Mm -hmm. And so like, obviously, like, even with same with the fusion circuit, it can take up, you know, a lot of your time, but it's kind of, you know, when it's really important to you, you, you know, make time for it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I would consider it, you know, a way to get, you know, exercise and meet people too. And so um, I think that, you know, it's really cool that even beyond, you know, your undergrad, even when you you know, graduated, you're still able to continue dance in, you know, a certain way to make sure that, that you know, you're continuing something that's passionate for you. So I guess kind of, you know, with being a resident or med student, you know, obviously those, you're super busy. So I'm saying, um, how do you kind of, you know, work around with, the, you know, the time to make sure that you, have time to do all these things or go to those classes and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think, like I said, I actually did stop dancing in med school, but looking back, I do regret that. So I think, I think med school is hard. I think, you know, it is very busy, but I think it's about time management. So for me, um, you know, I'm someone who I learned very quickly in college that cramming right for an exam was a good idea. And so I basically just started planning ahead. And if I had an exam coming up, I would start studying weeks and weeks in advance. And my best way of, I think, going about it was having each day studying hard, but then also having some time for fun. And one of my rules was I never studied on a Friday night, no matter what, even if there was an exam that I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I always took Friday night off. And honestly, because I think there were maybe one or two exams that I didn't end up taking Friday night off. And I'm pretty sure I did the same regardless. So I've realized if anything, I might've done better when I did take it off because you need that break. And I think, you know, as long as you plan ahead and I would have certain goals that I wanted to meet each day and I'd wake up early and get to the library and things like that. So I think just these little things, because it is important to take a break and like for your own mental health too, like if you get burnt out, because I had friends, you know, who were like, oh, I can't do anything. I have to study, I have to study. But I realized you know, everyone's different, but I've realized I'm not very productive late at night. And so even if I'm quote unquote studying, you know, on a Friday, late Friday night, I probably wasn't being very productive anyways. Like, you know, so I think you have to just kind of figure out what works for you. And I think planning ahead and setting goals for yourself for each day really helped me at least. I really relate to what you said about not being able to study at night, especially on a Friday night. And I feel like sometimes when you're in a field that requires a lot of exam preparation, it's some people choose to distance themselves and that's what works for them. But like you said, for me, I think it's better when you can go out once in a while right now, obviously in a socially distanced manner and Mm -hmm. see the people that you love and it recharges you and doing the things you love. It really does. And it reminds you that, you know what, it's okay if life doesn't work out perfectly because I have so many great people in my life. So many things I love to do. um, And those things are really always going to make me happy. So I'm really glad you were able to touch on that and find a good work-life balance because even personally with some of the people I know in med school, I have not heard from them from such a long time. And Mm -hmm. not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but some people 
function in different ways. And it's important to know what way you function and to really tap into your most successful version of you, I guess. Yeah. And I think it might be an unpopular opinion, but I once heard this quote that the person who graduates at the bottom of their med school, what do you call them? You call them a doctor. So basically <laughs> meaning like sometimes people get too worked up about, you know, being the best or straight A's. And I just feel like, you know, again, it's about balance and you can't burn yourself out or try to do too much. Like as long as you're doing what works for you and, you know, you don't have to be the best at everything. I think you have to like, yeah, that balance I think is important. Yeah. And I think it happens because when you are so invested in your career, you sometimes forget the idea that there is a life outside of your career. And that at some point in your life, after you come home from the hospital, you're going to have to come home to a family if that's what you (laughs) choose to have. And I think even at the pre-med undergrad level, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, like there is a life outside of this. And those are the moments I'm like, you really need to just shut your laptop and go do something else. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Garg, for your time today. I think it was meant to be for you to be on our podcast, given your name. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But um, it was super nice getting to know you and talking to a doc that really cares about mental health and being the best version of you. Vigi, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Yeah, um, just um, Dr. Gar, before we, you know, kind of let you go for the day, I just want to ask, you know, especially during, you know, a time period like this, where, you know, maybe people aren't able to do, you know, what they are used to doing, or their lives have been kind of upended, you know, what are, are your tips, you know, to kind of, you know, maintain mental health, maintain sanity, and to keep motiv- to keep yourself motivated, you know, to keep working towards your goals, I just, you know, anything that you could, you know, let our listeners know? Yeah, definitely. I think, especially right now uh, with everything going on. We actually have an influx of way more people in terms of our patients and mental health than we've ever had before. I think definitely this is taking a toll on people's mental health. And I think just even having this conversation or especially I know in the Brown community, like having these conversations, people are realizing how important mental health is and it's not something to be looked down upon and it's okay you know, to feel sad or feel lonely especially right now. And my advice would be one is like whoever, you know, your friends, family, whoever you can talk to, like, it's so important to stay connected. Um, Obviously now it's going to be more FaceTime or phone calls, but that's still better than nothing. Like I would say definitely if you can FaceTime, make it a priority to do that. Even if it's just a few minutes, like a couple times a week or something, I think, especially now people are feeling isolated. So it's very important more than ever to try and stay connected. And I think the silver lining is maybe now because you can't go out and stuff, you know, it's the, you can use this time to focus on yourself and do things like, like exercising or journaling or cooking or whatever makes you happy using this time to work on yourself so that when things do eventually go back to normal, you'll have used, you know, it's like a nice almost break where you can work on yourself more. And I feel like that's, that's like probably one of the best ways to use this time productively and also allowing yourself to take a break. Like so many people, I'm sure, especially if they're pre-med or in college or med school or whatever, like, oh, I need to be doing this, this, and this. It's okay. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to like have a day where you just watch movies in your pajamas and eat popcorn. You know, like it's whatever is going to make you feel okay right now is totally fine. Mm, That's really great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I know like 
this summer, um, you know, I would sleep a little more than, you know, I'm used to doing especially during the school year. And you kind of have to remind yourself that, you know, it's okay to, you know, have those a couple extra hours, you know, yeah. you know to be yeah. go, go, go. So I'm really glad that that was something that you brought up. Awesome. So I, I think it was a really productive conversation today about not only school, but also the things in life outside of school that we all need to focus on a little bit more. So once again, Dr. Garg, thank you so much for all your time today and just making us feel a little bit better about ourselves. So make sure you guys check out Dr. Garg's dance therapy Instagram. I, I know she's such a good dancer. It could never be me, <laughs> but thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next Friday. Thank you so much for having me anytime. Thank you guys. Bye.